What's going on, everybody? It is the culture connoisseur. It is episode 12, episode 12 for y'all. So we got a really, really special episode today. Um, some topics that we wanted to talk about for quite some time. We we're actually about to dive in, well, dive into uh, with my boy Big Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh uh, man, I'm living, I'm living, I'm blessed. Uh, before we jump into it too, uh, too deep, man, give people a little bit of an intro about yourself before we start going at each other. All right. So I'm originally from Philadelphia, you know, West Philly in the house, you know, um, joined the Marine Corps when I was 21. I met my homie on deployment, you know, you know, it was on from there. I got the Marine Corps last year. Now I'm living up in Houston, you know, H town. I'm um, getting my degree in sports management. I love sports, all about sports, anything, basketball, football, baseball. I even dive in a little bit of soccer, you know. <laughs> Got to be diverse. But other than that, you know, I just love sports, and, you know, it's a big opportunity. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so for those of y'all who don't know, he already – Chris already said it. Uh, well, I'll call him Fleming because he was in the military. <laughs> but he was a Marine. He was basically taking them all around. And uh, being a taxi service, um, I was in the Navy, so um, met a good friend, and it just continued to reach out. And I'm doing something that he is also interested in doing, so you'll probably get to see him way more, way more on many more episodes going from here. But this is, I guess, our, our test episode, our pilot episode. That's it. Um, so uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it, man. You ready? Let's go. Let's get it. First right. question. First question. We're going to get into it, man. Oh, you see, we got the background going. These are all the teams. These are all the teams. So for those of you guys who don't know, our first polling question is, who is the most hated fan base in the NBA, the MLB, and the NFL? And who's also the most loved? So I'm going to start with you, Chris. Who is the most hated fan base in the world? So for me, I always feel like, you know, because I'm from Philly, I guess it's like a biased answer. I would say like, you know, we're the most hated because like we just love to win. And so people just hate that fact that like we're arrogant, like we we crazy. If you think about it, when they even come to football, we're the only team that has a jail underneath the stadium because it gets so crazy. And people don't even know that. Like, yeah, like. And so people even when, when the Vikings came and played us and uh, NFC championship game, they bought a bus. Are like 25 people that like they like season ticket holders and they interviewed some of the people they said they would never ever come back to philly because it was the worst experience ever oh man it's crazy <laughs> so so for me i you know everybody knows i am now a philadelphia implant my wife was from philly so i ended up in philly and northeast so for me personally i think the most hated fan base in the world is Technically, two, the Patriots and the Cowboys. Like, nobody hates those guys more than the Patriots and Cowboys. Like, I'm a Steelers fan, and I really hate them. I don't really care too much for the Eagles. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them any because we don't play them, but, like, every four years. But, like, I really mm -hmm. hate the Cowboys, and I really hate the Patriots. So, I guess my opinion of them is jaded, but I do feel as if I do not like the fact that the Cowboys and the and – the, and the Patriots still exist. So so when you talk about the world, I wouldn't say the world because if you think about the world, if 
even when we was on deployment, the end it was I forgot the 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 military station, they only play the Cowboys. So the world only sees the Cowboys and the Patriots. So the world don't hate them because that's all they know. They see America's team, so they love them teams. But like I, I, I understand what they hate. I, I understand what you're saying, like, but I think mo most of the hate comes from winning. So the more you win, the more people hate you, and the more you look at, you d dive into like their organizations, like the Patriots. They always get caught cheating, nothing happened to them. So that's why people mostly hate them. But like as an organization, like before the 2000s, the 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s, nobody knew about the Patriots. It was like it was a team that nobody wanted to get drafted to, or like the Cowboys. The Cowboys was only dominant in the 90s. Before that. The Cowboys was like an average team, and the two, the Cowboys only won three playoffs games since 1996. So now it's like no nobody even care about the Cowboys for real, for real. People talk because they hate them because growing up, but nobody really care about the Cowboys and the Patriots no more. True, I will I will piggyback that because I I want to go into something else because it's actually it's directed towards your major because you're like a sports management that type of area. So in your eyes. Who is which is which large market has the best teams and fans? So you got the Philly market, the Chicago market, the Boston market, LA market, and New York market. We'll just break it down for a nose five. Okay. Well, well, if you look at most of those, like the LA market, right? The LA they got two basketball teams, they got two football teams now before it was the Chargers. But L.A., New York, they have multiple teams, so it's always split up, even with the Giants and the Jets, even with baseball, the Yankees and the Mets. It's always split up, so it's kind of hard to say, oh, like, this market is huge because you are splitting it between so many teams, and then you split between fan bases. And then some fan bases be like, well, you know, I'm from New York, so the Yankees win, the Yankees win, I, even though they would be Mets fans. And the same right. thing when it comes to, like, you know, um, L.A., but when it comes to like, I say like money, money, like who has like money, I would say New York. That's why most people want to go to New York because the market, the population, the population brings you money. So no matter if they're fans or not, they're going to view it. So when it comes to views on TV with streams and all that nowadays, that's money for them. So they looking at when when a new TV contract comes out, what the thing next year or the year after, New York and California will be the number one and two because it's the population is just outrageous. So they're going to get right. a lot of streams and views. So I would say New York will be number one because of the population. So in my opinion, I will go with Philadelphia and not because I live here, but because since I live here now, I'm able to see it from a different perspective for being from down South. I never really saw Philly and knew what it was really about, but no matter if Philly wins or loses, they still support all of them. Like all the banners that you see across the top of the screen, like they all yeah. get mass support in Philadelphia. Yeah. And it does. And most of the players that play in Philly want to come back to Philly. Um, yeah. No matter what, like regardless if it's, you know, uh, T.O., you know, having his falling out in Philly and coming back and saying, you know what, Philly was like the best place to play. Uh, Allen Iverson always getting love here. Uh, mm -hmm. Bryce Harper, he's, he's loving the place. He's loving him. Yeah. You know, yeah. so the love that they give you here is definitely unmatched by, I think, any large market team just outside of the Lakers in L.A. Because the Lakers in L.A., they're synonymous with winning championships. So yeah. 
when you start talking about that, there's nobody that loves harder than the Philadelphia fan base. Oh, they've true. Been so much. True, true. I say we, we love like hard, but at the same time, a lot of players nowadays, this new generation of players, they don't want to come to Philly because you might get booed. No matter what you do, yeah. you you going to get booed. Look at last year, MB got booed. Like, no matter who you are, so if you're not if you're not that gritty player, that's why we we wanted Jimmy Butler to come back so bad because we love the way right. Jimmy Butler play. He play like balls to the walls, like hands down. He he don't care about getting into a fight, and we love that. But like if you come and you all soft and you know playing that light skin role, you, we don't want you. you know what I'm saying? We we need somebody who's gonna get down and dirty. And so when it comes to fan base, yes, but when it comes to money market. No, pe- people want that money, and they, they want to go to New York because the money is – that's – A, the money is where it's at. And people people forget a lot of players do go to Florida because Florida don't have state taxes. So people are like, you know what, I'm going to go to Florida and get some money, you know, because I ain't got to pay them state taxes. And then if I want to go championship somewhere, I'm going to go to the bigger market. That's crazy. So before we jump into our next thing, man, we're going to do something I haven't done before, but we have some advertisers, and now we got some – people to promote and all this stuff on here. So we're going to jump right into the first one. Uh, Positive Me is a mixed media brand providing resources that spread love, light, and laughter into the world. We provide books, journals, and a sticker line to help others live their joy and express their truest self. Guys, this is um, Stacy Ryder. She's actually in the greater Philadelphia area. If you guys have any questions or concerns about what she's got going on or the products that she's putting out, Definitely look into my uh, bio in the description. I have a link to her pages, Instagram and Facebook. All right. So on okay. to the next thing. On to the next thing. And we've been I've been chopping at the bit to talk about this, man. Oh, um, man. Yeah, yeah. This is the big this is a big one, dog. Like it's gonna kind of have you shaking your head a little bit. So this hits me home because this guy used to play with us, but Jets part ways with Le'Veon Bell. They say they can do bad all by themselves without Le'Veon. So what are your thoughts? What are your actual thoughts? First of all, Le'Veon Bell didn't go to the New York Jets to win no Super Bowl, to, to win nothing. Like we just talked about, it's about money. I'm going to go to New York because the money and it's close to home. I've been in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? I can go live in an apartment in New York, fly back home whenever I want to. Number two, it's 2020, correct? Yes. The Jets didn't they haven't had a 1,000 yard rusher since 2015. So don't act like you got this guy and put an awesome line together because you haven't. And before it was 2015, they they last thousand yard rusher was 2012. So you have you're not built for to run the ball, first of all. So you get this guy who can run the ball between the tackles, catch screens out the backfield, right. go, go down the field like a wide receiver, awesome, and then you go get two rookie quarterbacks and say, hey, we're going to do something. It's not going to work that way. That, that, so Le'Veon Bell knew what he was doing. He don't, he don't care about, you know, really the Jets. He got his money. They released him. So in contracts, if you get released it with a player like his caliber, guess what? He's going to get 75% of that contract, no matter if you release him or not. So he, he gets 75% of that contract. Also, the guy is into music. He's, he's making rap albums. So he's getting money all over the place. And a team is going to pick him up because a lot of running backs right now are injured. They're going to pick him up. And and I'm not saying that he's not. Like I, and I have a completely different mindset about Le'Veon Bell in general because I think with Le'Veon Bell, a lot of times people forget, man, he was a stiller for a very long time. 
And the way he left that relationship was damaged. Um, and, you know, you can look at it from multiple different angles. I think with me, I look at it from a perspective of it was always about the money with Le'Veon. But at the same time, Le'Veon actually, he had he not taken that time off, we might have seen a better a better production of him now. I think because of the layoff, I think he's not saying it, but I don't think Le'Veon is the same dude. He might be a productive back, but the way he ran was unorthodox already. The mm-hmm. way he kind of, you know, picked holes and the way he ran yeah. was unorthodox. So you need a specific type of line, which is pretty much what they have in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's why they have so much, you know, so much success with running yeah, back. Boy. Yeah, running the ball, Connor. You got they put a lot of money in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So with James Connor, and he's had his injuries, and then you got Benny Snell now. All these dudes are built to run. Le'Veon Bell is built to run, but he's also finesse. He's not running nobody over. Like, no. let's just be real. No, he's he, more of a juker. He might try to catch it out the backfield, got good hands. He to me personally, he almost reminds me of a kind of like a hybrid back that can almost play in the slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and and that's that's what Pittsburgh really used them for. But like you said, they had Lyman who's six five, you know, that can run. That so when 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 the guard is pulling, he he can legit stop and say, okay, I want to go through this hole. The Jets aren't built that way. If you look right. at the Jets offensive linemen, their offensive linemen are small. They're built for pass. That's they all they want to do is pass the ball. Right. You look at the coaching. The coaching, he was an offensive coordinator, and he ran the offense where it was like a um almost trips. He ran a, a um that's that's the type of offense he runs. So you get Le'Veon Bell say we're gonna run the ball. You're not gonna run the ball. That's not gonna work. And Le- and Le'Veon Bell to me, if you think about it, no matter how much time you take off, look at Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and his LCL. Came back and rushed for 2,000 yards. So it's not about the time. It's about you put these people in the right position at the right time, and it's going to work. If Le'Veon Bell was behind the Cowboys line, he's going to rush for 1,500 yards, and he's going to catch for like at least 600 yards. So it just depends on the line. He didn't go there to win. He went there for money. Point blank. Okay. So, and I get you, and I know that, and I think that's why, for me, that is why I'm a pass on Le'Veon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely passing on him. Cause I can't, I can't, like I can't rationalize picking somebody else who cares so much about money to lead their teammates mm-hmm. on stuff. Yeah. So if that is not a deterrent going forward for any GM out here that's listening, I mean, honestly, I could see him. And I said this to my boy, and I and it's a hot take, and I get it, and it might it might rub people the wrong way, but I would it wouldn't surprise me if Gettleman tries to go get him from the Giants. Because with with lacking with lacking mm-hmm. Saquon, they don't have a back. They don't have a real back. They got Gallman, and Gallman's okay, mm-hmm. but they don't have a problem a primary back. And if they was running the ball behind Saquon this whole time, when Saquon comes back, he doesn't have to rush back against re-injury when you got Le'Veon back there. And then but, think about that two-headed monster. Yeah, but but you get, you still think about it. Le'Veon's up in his up in age. Yes, he he won money, but looking at now, and I'm pretty sure his agent can be like, hey, you need to win something. So for him, I guess they're going to be looking at, hey, what team that's in a position to win we can go to and be some type of help to? Because you already got your money, so you don't need to worry about that. But when it comes to winning, we'll have Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell has never won anything. So for him, it's more so like, what team need a running back that can help? And I can get some 
accolades on my on my resume also by going to the playoffs, rushing for like you know the AFC Championship or the NFC Championship, rushing for 150 yards, something like that. So he needs something in his you know resume with accolades other than two years ago rushing for a thousand yards. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. I think a, a team that's like out there, the running back might get injured midseason. He might you know do something like that instead of just going for a team that's might be first five pick in the draft. You know, so so where do you think he fit? Like honestly, like in your honest heart of hearts, where do you think he will fit? To be honest, I would say the Seahawks. And the only reason I say the Seahawks, because you look at Chris Carson. Chris Carson can run between the tackles. He can run out, run out the outside. And then their backup running back isn't that good. He isn't that good. So Chris Carson has to do a lot. And with Russell Westbrook and Le'Veon Bell coming as the third, third down back. Really now, right. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, as as the third, uh, when he come out and do the rolls and everything, you have a running back who you legit know gonna catch the ball and get you some yards for the first down. And so I say that'd be a perfect fit for Le'Veon when it comes to you know an uh, unorthodox quarterback that can scramble and you got a running back you know can catch the ball and legit can run routes right. out the backfield. So I say that'd be a, a great fit for Le'Veon. And you're on a winning team. He he was on a winning team with Pittsburgh, but you know. It looked like it looked like Seahawks doing something this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped ship and went over there. Mm, I would. That, I think that's a good spot for landing spot. I would think something that's going to probably lead him to probably winning something. And I hate saying this because they already got Leonard Fournette, but I'm gonna say Tampa Bay. Like I hate to say nah, it, but nah. listen, get me out now. Get me out. <laughs> get me out. Now we already did. You just said something that was very important that he's a little older now. He's not that back. The thing about it is every good – seems like every good backfield in the last couple of years has had, like, multiple running backs have mm-hmm. had a thunder and a lightning. They got the thunder with Fournette. Where the lightning at? Jones. So, Jones. Jones. They, they, are, they, are, high, they are high on Jones. They you might. Gotta, they might you gotta, be. You got to look at him. <laughs> yes, he's not Le'Veon, but at the same time, he's fresher. He's younger. So guess what? If you're younger, you can get taught better because if you're older back, guess what? You're stuck in your ways. No matter what you try to do to, to get into that system. Right. And then they also have LaShawn McCoy. So you, you're going to have too many big-headed like running backs going Listen, at it. I get what you're saying. Only thing I'm saying, the reason why I say Le'Veon is because you don't have but a small window with Tom Brady. You only got yeah. two, two to three years maybe with Tom Brady, if that. So I would go get a guy that's proven. Like I'm gonna go get Le'Veon. I hate. I love Lashawn McCoy. I think he's a great back. I think all these good things about him. But he's been on several different teams. It's not like he's a stable back. He's not like a stable guy. Neither is this. Would you say what's the other guy you said? Jones. Jones. This is like his, his second year. His second year league. Don't care about that. Like that means nothing. <laughs> and on top of that, and on top of that meaning nothing at all. You also have to throw out the simple fact that Jones is in a position where he's young enough they could get something for him. So if they say, you know what, we'll pick up Le'Veon, you don't lose anything by picking him up. You really don't. You only got two years, really, to win. That's yeah. it. You went and got Gronk, who's basically on one leg and a prayer. <laughs> he's huffing and puffing down the down the field. Tom Brady's not looking as Tom Brady as as we've used to seeing him. You got Mike Evans. You got a bunch of dudes. But so, so, so what you're saying is 
Tampa Bay should do what the Patriots did when they last Super Bowl. They had about four running backs, and they was right. rotating running back what by committee. Yeah, okay, I, I can see that. But at the same time, Bruce Arian isn't that. Bruce Arian is the coach. He's going to air it out no matter what. But he can what be up by better, 30. What better running back to air it out to than Le'Veon Bell? True, Here. I understand that. But Bruce Arian ain't going to take that chance. He's not. You know, tomato, tomato. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle just like, hey, let's just go get him real quick for some cheap. Because Pete Carroll loved players like Le'Veon. That's, you know, the, the locker room feel. He, he liked players like that. Oh, you mean asshole? Yeah, yeah like he, he, he 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 loved players like that. Pete, oh, Car- yeah, yeah, Pete Carroll is one of those. So so why not go out get him for you know pennies? Oh, the, the, the add the add yeah. to the backfield. You feel me? I feel you. I listen. It could go either way. I said that would be a hot take if he went to Tampa Bay or end up in you know end up down there in New England because you know New England like to grab people up too. They get kicked oh, off. They, 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 the <laughs> they do. Or I wouldn't be surprised Cleveland right now. They're down one running back. Why not? Yeah, there's a lot of teams, right? There's a lot of teams that's down running backs because you know, running back is the position that get hit like all the time. And now, we're not having the offseason, you can't really train like the way running backs normally train. So, a lot of running backs is down and out right now. So, it's gonna be a tough one for Le'Veon. All right, so we're gonna jump into something real quick before we go into the, the major, the major part of this whole whole thing today. Is we're gonna talk about Philly. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about my Sixers. And you know what I'm saying? I'm a Sixers guy. Talk about my Sixers. hundred percent. Sixers all the way. All right. So what what does Doc River mean to the 76ers? A proven coach, a proven player, somebody who who took a team last year with no superstar to the playoffs. Who was supposed to be? There's supposed to have been a, a lottery pick, but he said, "No, we about to go out here and go to the playoffs." Um, somebody who cemented an NBA. Like, if you say Doc Rivers, don't nobody need to say who's that. Like, I talked to my wife, and she don't even know sports, and she say, "Oh, that's the guy with the hair that's fading." She know who he is. Like anybody and anybody, everybody knows Doc Rivers. So it's, I think it's a great, great pickup, and it was a great choice for the Sixers to go out and even try to get Doc Rivers. So, I love the pickup. I love the pickup of Doc Rivers. I love it. Ah, this is going to sound super bad because I really do like the Sixers. I love them. I love the Sixers. I love them. Um, but it's going to sound crazy because I don't know if Doc Rivers can get Simmons and Embiid to coexist, especially without any shooters. They are lacking in the outside presence. And it's exposed every year. It's been getting exposed. And the fact that you got rid of, well, Jimmy left, and then you got rid of J.J. Reddick, it's like you gave Jimmy Butler away for a bag of Skittles. Like, that's basically what you got rid of. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that. But, 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 but it's, it's not that we got rid of, like, we gave him up. Jimmy, yes, everybody loves Jimmy. Like, like we talked about the market. Jimmy wanted to go somewhere where he knew I'm going to get paid. And guess what? I don't have to share the ball with nobody. Because technically, but yes, he does. But it's by choice. Jimmy Butler with the Miami Heat has the green light to do whatever. If Jimmy want to go out and shoot 33s a night, he has the green light. 
He is the number one player for that Miami Heat. Yes, he has shooters. Yes, they put shooters around him because they know his game. He's not a shooter. He's a drive. He's a post-up guy. It can kick out. And also on the defensive end, he's one of the best defenders in the league when it comes to perimeter. So, but when it when it comes down to marketing, Jimmy Butler, his management knew, hey, why, why not go to Miami and just get paid and have fun? He's already been to he already been to Chicago in the wintertime. You can't do nothing, right? He already been to Minnesota. Uh, who wants to go to Minnesota? Nobody want to go to Minnesota. I wouldn't want to go to Minnesota just to go visit. No, not me. He's been to Philly, where Philly, when it gets cold, you can't do nothing. So why not? His management team said, why not go somewhere where we can have fun all year round? Let's get paid. And guess what? You can do whatever you want. And guess what? I'm pretty sure D-Wade has something to do with it. D-Wade is a Marquette guy. He's a Marquette guy. Why not? It's perfect. It is perfect in that sense for D- for for Jimmy. But I feel like at the end of the day, if somebody said you got Jimmy Butler or Brett Brown, I'm taking Jimmy Butler and I'll find another freaking coach. <laughs> I'll find another coach. I can find a guy, the coach, the deaf and blind to coach better than Brett Brown. <laughs> Yes, we, we we know Brett Brown, his I don't know what his philosophy is in coaching, but I think the Embiid and Simmons thing, people forget Doc Rivers played in the 80s, right? Right? Yes. And who dominated the 80s? The big man. The Lakers, right? And I'm and pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna pull up them tapes with Magic and Kareem and say, Hey, I need y'all to be Magic and Kareem. Of course, they're probably not going to have a skill set. But at the same time, he knows how to work those two guys. He played in the era where big men dominated. If you look at the team that he won the championship with, big men, Perkins, Big Baby Davis, um, Kevin Gar- he loved big men. He knows how to work with big men. I agree with everything you said so far, except for one thing, and well, that's one thing only. Out of all those teams that he won championships with, he had a shooter around him. When he had Boston, he had Ray Allen. And there's a lot of stuff to be – where is that player on Philly? Because I don't see him. There's a lot of free agents coming up this year. But it ain't – And and I I wouldn't be surprised if Al Horford gets shipped over and we get um, Buddy Hill. I wouldn't be surprised because Buddy Hill wanted to come to Philly. Right. I'm good with Buddy Hill now. If Buddy Hill come, we'll be having a different conversation. We can revisit yeah. this then. But right now, you carrying a lot of dead weight. You carrying Scott. He can't really do yeah. much. Richardson didn't show me that much. Tobias Harris is iffy. Uh, I, I, I think being a coach like Doc, he's going to make these guys say, hey, I don't want Tobias, you better not put the ball on the ground. I want you to just stand at that three-point line. And when these two drive with the pick and roll, you just ready for the ball. So if these people, anybody can be a spot-up shooter. And Tobias can shoot. You know, he's he's iffy. But he has those games where he can go six and seven three-pointers. You got Mike Scott, who's a corner specialist. He's Mike Scott is a, a little underneath, I would say, Tucker when it comes to offense. He ain't got no defense. I get Mike Scott can't guard. No, he can't guard nobody. But right. on offense, he's a corner specialist, just like PJ Tucker. If he's in that corner by himself, he's gonna knock down the threes. So he has guys who, if he can teach them, hey, just be spot up shooters. Don't stop putting the ball on the ground because these two guys are gonna make the defense collapse in the paint, and y'all are gonna be wide open. 
you seen what happened when when Ben before Ben got injured in right. the bubble. If he drove, everybody was open because everybody collapsed. So it's yeah. going to be a. Per I, I think it's going to be perfect fit with the pick and roll game. And if Ben just get a mid range, just a mid range shot, where he's comfortable enough to come off that pick and hit that, you know, 16, 17 footer, it's going to be perfect. I just need him to shoot. I don't need him to shoot. I don't need him to do nothing else. I just want to. <laughs> like, I don't care if you miss. I don't care if he hit the wide side of the barn. Like I don't care. I want him to shoot. Just he he become he he minimizes his game so much by not shooting, and it's like he won't shoot. And it's like there's no reason why not. You got, for example, they're the biggest team in the East, by far the biggest team. So I got I I got an inside insider actually on that. It's not that Ben Simmons didn't shoot. The coach told him not to shoot because that wasn't the offensive game. He right. literally told him, do not shoot. Well, I'm going to be real with you. That's why that dude no longer has a job. <laughs> so tell your insider that's why that dude is looking for work right now. And so we, we can't stay on this too much long because we had a 30-minute mark, and I really want to take about 15 minutes on this next, this next, this next topic. But I got to okay. talk about something real quick before we go into that. Um, so everybody sees the shirt. Like everybody, you know, everybody's like, oh, your shirt is crazy. So real quick, I'm going to let you guys see the shirt. So the shirt says bad things happen in Philadelphia. Donald Trump. I am not a Donald Trump supporter. So please leave, let that be known right now. I'm not a Donald Trump guy. I want that to be known. This is a <laughs> mockery of Donald Trump because he said yeah. bad things happen in Philadelphia. Like as if the freaking Constitution wasn't written here. The Liberty mm -hmm. Bell isn't here. Uh, at one point, the freaking the 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 uh, was it the the actual capital of America was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So to say that was oxymoronic. So I just wanted to make that be known before I start getting um you know comments in the inbox saying, "Oh, you're a Donald Trump guy." I'm not. Yeah. Save the comments and whatever. But that's why y'all need to go out and vote. Cause I got this shirt on. Go vote. Yeah, go vote. Early voting already started, so go out there and vote. Please vote. If you don't vote, then y'all don't want to hear you bitching at all in the next four years. That's it. All right. So, bet we about to get on this. We about to get on this goat talk, man. Goat talk. Okay. Okay. We're trying to talk goat stuff. Everybody want to talk about the goat. Everybody want to talk about who's the goat. Why are their guys the goat? So, I am going to do something before we start this portion because I wanted to have some stats. And so, I'm going to share my screen and see if it works. Hold on. There we go. There we go. All right, let me see if that worked. All right. Did it come back? Oh, there we go. Hold on one second. I don't know if it worked, but I'm going to try one more time. I got it set up like this, so hopefully you can see. Um, there we go. Hopefully I think it's working. But really quick, for those of you guys who can see the screen or whatever, and those of you who can't, um, so Kobe was, I think, the third, just in just in stat statistics. All right. So in this particular graphic, it was not updated lately. So LeBron does have his four championship in there. So we will add that and we will try to add his finals MVP to that. All right. So for you guys who are looking at the screen or whatever, can make a decision based on points. And I know you got some some stuff to input. And you would like to, yeah. to put some stuff out here. Um, I did not do this graphic for the matchup 
completely like it is with LeBron on his side, Michael in the middle and Kobe on the outside. Uh, I didn't do that on purpose of just happening that way. And it's making me like a genius, but I didn't do it on purpose. And I want you guys to look at the points and I want you guys to look at the rebounds and I want you to look at all that stuff. So LeBron is actually, it looks like to me, he's second in the points, but after that, and outside of the championships, LeBron is like first in everything else. So a lot of people will, you know, have these arguments about who's the GOAT, who's the GOAT, who's the GOAT. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying the next three years are important for LeBron because if he can win another championship after this one, that would give him five, of course. We know that. But let's say, for example, he won three more at L.A. He three-peated or something. If he three-peated, if he three-peated with the Lakers, that would put him eye to eye with Jordan in championships, and he would probably have more MVPs and stuff like that to go on with that. So, from what we have now, I want to hear your thoughts about the goat. Because first of all, this is disrespectful because you're missing somebody on there. Put put it back up. Put the screen back up. Oh man, I don't think I can put it back up right now. Hold on, let me see. Be, be, because you're missing somebody. If you talk about if you talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'm gonna lose it. Because first of all, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. a.k.a. Lou Alcindor, need to be in the GOAT conversation. He's not, man. So so, so I love Kobe. Kobe is a Philly. You know, I'm diehard Philly, so anybody from Philly I'm rocking with. But Kobe has a couple things on his resume that have asterisks. So three of those rings, they were Shaq's. That goes to Shaq. That's that's part of Shaq's legacy because he was the MVP of three of Kobe rings. Okay. Two of his rings, yes, they was his. Kobe played for how many seasons? A lot, man. 20? 20 seasons, right? I don't know if it was 20. Kobe played for 20 seasons. Mm. Guess what? He got one league MVP. So what does that mean? What does that what mean? Do Kobe played for 20 seasons and got one league MVP. So that means in, in all of those seasons, there was somebody's better, there was somebody better than him. So right? hold on. So I'm gonna say this before you go too deep because I want you to realize that Kobe, if you really think about Kobe, Kobe was there in the middle of LeBron and Jordan. So we need to be, we need to be, and on top of that, during that time, Shaq was also in there. So we also got to throw that. Shaq in. only got one league MVP, league MVP too. So so you, so 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 I'm saying people put, yes, Kobe was a great. He's a great Laker all time. He's a great scorer. But when it comes to the goat, Kobe never made nobody better. When when who did, when think about it when the Lakers, when the Lakers went down, they went down. Right. But what I'm saying is in that time frame, you still got. The teams with Paga Soul and all them. That's like, two. That's only two rings. It don't matter. You said he didn't make nobody better. Them teams wasn't that great. Before Paga Soul got there, Paga Soul was an all-star. All-star, but he wasn't Shaq, bro. I understand that, but I'm saying, do you remember the game? Do you remember the game when when um Phil Jackson said, Hey Kobe, you have you have other players? And he said, pass the ball, right? And it was, it was during the season when he had 81 points. Kobe passed the ball during the second half. Kobe First first two quarters, I think Kobe had about 22 points. That third and fourth quarter, Kobe did not shoot, and he lost the game by 15 points. And then he came, and he said, hey, coach want me to pass the ball. What y'all want me to do? 
Kobe, he was the most stingiest player ever. And people talk about AI. Kobe was stingy. When you talk about Jordan, we 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 all we all watched the documentary on Jordan and everything. Jordan played for 15 seasons. He got six rings. He only went to six finals. So out of those 15 seasons, what happened to the rest of those seasons? If you're the GOAT, if you're the GOAT, no matter if you win or lose, you should be in those places of all time. If if you're the GOAT, you should be in the championship no matter what, like LeBron. People are like, oh, oh LeBron lost. LeBron lost. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. I gotta say this because you said something real that I need you to realize what you're saying. Michael Jordan is undefeated in finals. That, what, what, that doesn't wait, mean anything. Wait a minute. I need I need to get you where I need to get you right real quick. In that time frame when Jordan was in his reign, nobody else won no championships until he left. Like he had to leave for anybody so, to win. So you tell me his first seven years, he wasn't good. First, Michael Jordan's first seven years, he wasn't the GOAT. He was he was the GOAT, I guess. But, but he didn't. He got he was getting swept in the playoffs. But he, you got to think about who he was playing against. It, it, you're the GOAT. It doesn't matter. LeBron took the worst team ever in the finals. If you're the GOAT, I'm going to do that. You, you're taking people whose career, they average three points a game. Listen, dude. You got and also starting on the team. You're not listening to what you're saying. Like you're taking a How? Cleveland team. You're taking a Cleveland team when the when the East was weak as hell. It doesn't matter. I'm it's the GOAT. He lost. He lost the championship. He lost the, the, the um San Antonio Spurs. Right. And because the he, West was real. It doesn't matter. And and I'm gonna show LeBron is such such the GOAT that LeBron came in 2003. Mm-hmm. Out of 17 years. He's been to 10 finals. So more, more than half his career, even if he hosted up the trophy or was in the locker room, he was in the finals. And that's not that's nothing to, that's nothing to say nothing bad about. It's just Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan played 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he only been to six finals. So, so, that, so, mean, so, that, so that means the other eight years, eight plus years, ever somebody else, the other people was go. You just became okay. the go out of those six years. Okay, check this out. This is what you this is what you forgetting. One year Jordan broke his foot, so that needs to be said. Okay, is that, is, is that wait a minute? In that year, Michael Jordan was still the man until he broke his foot. Secondly, the two of these years that you talking about after he retired and came back at the playoffs. Wait a minute. Don't wait a minute, and they got swept by the Magic. Okay, mm-hmm. so that happened once, and mm-hmm. then. The next time you hear from him not doing anything is when he retired the second time and come back and play with the Wizards. So that's no it does. It, well, that, that's the thing when people say, "Oh, he played with the Wizards. He laced them up and put shoe to ground and bounced the basketball." Bro, that's that part of his history. Bro, that's part on, of bro. his history. You chose to put that in your history. If he had stayed out and said, "Hey, for thirteen years I got six rings," or for for ten. That's his choice. How long? No. How, how about this? How long did Jordan play in the? How long? How long did Jordan play in the league outside of college? So count because he didn't go straight to the NBA. No, he, so, he played three. He played three years in North Carolina. Okay, so in three years in North Carolina. No, I think I think it was two. I think it was two years. I think it was two. So years. he's substantially older coming in than LeBron and Kobe. All right, wait a minute. I'm not done. I'm about to get you tight. I'm about to get you right. I've been told I was gonna I was gonna let you build momentum. All right. So 
He comes in three years older than them. So around 21, whatever. In that time when Jordan comes in, Jordan comes into a team that they really don't have an identity. Like Just like Cleveland, they don't have an identity. So the same thing that LeBron had to do at 18, Jordan is doing at 22-23. In the middle of that reformation, Jordan breaks his foot. After Jordan, Jordan breaks his foot, that next year they draft Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. So for three years after that, they having to battle Boston and Detroit. All right, in the East. So who the fuck was in the East when LeBron was coming up his first five years? Okay, so so you just said Jordan came out. He was twenty one. So if you're twenty one, you should be. You should know basketball, right? You should not, know. The, no, no. That's the question. You should know the ins and outs. Your IQ should be a little bit higher, correct? Technically, yes. Yes, right. So if you're talking about that, Kareem did three years in three years, um, in college. He won three national championships in college. Mm-hmm. He went to the Milwaukee Bucks, who was doo doo, and they had Oscar Robertson. Yes, they 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 had somebody. They won right. a championship. He left. Went to went to L.A. and won. Five five overall LA with Magic, mm-hmm. and he's number one scoring. Mm-hmm. And so you can't say because the guy is older that has nothing to do with it. If you come out, if you come out of college, you should be well well rounded. Your IQ should be higher. And Michael Jordan, he was just a scorer until he got that point forward, which Pippen was the first ever point forward. Somebody mm-hmm. who didn't, and he can Michael Jordan can legit set up the offense because he was just running around playing basketball. Like on the street, LeBron. When LeBron first came into the league, look, people like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't just take advantage at the end of the game. LeBron IQ doesn't make him do that. His IQ looked at the situation. He's a percentage guy, and so I think that's what makes that that makes him stand different than Kobe and Jordan. He's been doing this for seventeen years, and he he's been in the finals ten times. Yes, he only got four. But guess what? He'd been there longer than people played in the NBA. And that's fine. But if you always get, okay, how about this? If you always a bridesmaid, what happens? What you mean? You ever heard the saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride? Hey, some people just like dresses. All right. <laughs> and some people just like dresses. They, they hold on to them. And that's cool. I'm not, and I'm not going to fault. I'm not faulting. LeBron for getting there. He should have. Honestly, it's a big feat no matter what. Because a lot of people don't get that. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Nobody's saying that he can't. He's not that guy. Everybody knows he's that guy. But I think when you start taking in consideration that Jordan didn't leave any real type of. He didn't leave anybody else a career. That's what I'm telling you. Like people had careers when LeBron's been here. You had during the Winsky win one. Like a bunch of people won. Kevin Garnett then won one. Like a when bunch. Kevin, of Ke- Kevin, Kevin Garnett. When 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 the Boston Boston was at the top with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and um, Paul Pierce, that was Kobe. That was Kobe was supposed to have been the king those five years. And yeah, Ke- Kevin Garnett won one. Um, when Boston and um, Lakers got those two, and then after that, LeBron came and went went to Miami and he took off. Once LeBron went to Miami, he took off and like, you know what? I'm still in the show. It's all about me. And yes, Dirk won his first year in Miami, but Dirk, Dirk is a different situation. Dirk 
He would never be ever in a goat. He'd be never in a goat situation. Dope, Dirk is one of those players that's like, you know, he's the greatest foreign player that the NBA have ever seen. And so the he, until Doncic. Doncic. So, so, so Doncic, he he has to have an established career. You can't have one C. You can't be one hit, one hit wonder. Until three three years later, if Doncic's still playing the way he's playing right now, yes. But it's a one hit wonder season. You don't know what he's gonna do next year. So the, I, I, I can't I can't give Doncic the credit that everybody gives him because it's just one Kobe season. Out of the conversation for goat. I feel yes, like yes, Kobe is. The second greatest score ever behind Jordan, but he will never be in a goat conversation because you think about it, the first three rings was Shaq's, the other two you got was just two that you got, and then you never you won one league MVP, you won two what two All Star MVPs you've been to all oh, like hold on he, hold on we gotta we gotta say something dog them years that he did, a lot of them years when Kobe and LeBron both was doing work they was giving that junk to like Steve Nash and shit so let's well, you think you you think about it. Steve Nash was averaging a double-double as a point guard. It wasn't done before. Stockton was the last one to do it. So you look, it's different. But Stockton didn't win no MVPs because Jordan was killing them. True, but I'm saying it, it was it was different, though, because you, you, have, you haven't seen it in a minute. And then when they had Mike D'Antoni and the Suns, they was the number one team in the league those two years that he won. Do he have any rings? No, he ain't got no oh, rings. That's funny to me. But, but the rings has nothing to do with MVPs. I'm MVPs over the season. Look at Giannis, bro. Like, look at Giannis. Giannis got how many? Two MVPs? And and think about the two. He shouldn't have two. He should have zero. Because that first year he won, he got the MVP. They should have gave it to James Harden because James Harden. But the thing is, you look at all these media people that's voting for the MVP. They're just like most average fans. They hate to see people keep winning. So they want to give it to other people. So that's what they're doing. Because technically this year, LeBron should have been the MVP. Last year, it should have been James Harden. But because Giannis is this humble player that the media loves, they oh, he, the, he has no controversy. He never backlashed towards us. So they love him. The same thing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He, the media hated Kareem because of all the anti-Semitic when it came to black lives, when it came to politicians, when it came to the Olympics. They hated him, and he was the best player in the NBA. But so the media, they're like, no, we're not going to vote for him. Think about it. LeBron got, what, what 10, what, 10 or the five first place votes this year. Come on, bro. Like because we're all saying, we're not saying that LeBron doesn't deserve the accolades. He got disrespected the whole year. The whole but year. We're not. We're not. We're not. Talk, we're not actually going to talk about that because that's not a, even for me and the real people that know ball. Like what they did this year in the last two years with this, with the MVP is what they've been doing for a long time. We just haven't been saying nothing. Like these MVPs are population contest votes. Yeah, that, that's all it is. It's popularity. Who who do we like? Because if we don't like this person, you're not getting it. And it's all it's always been like that. Unless somebody has a season like Russ. Russ, yes. Russ, the team sucked, but that was a historic career. Even if the people are like, oh, he was he was like padding the stats. Even if he was, it don't matter. He did yeah. something a lot of people didn't do. What I try to what I try to tell people a lot of time when it comes to padding stats is padding stats is it's it's a bad thing, but at the same time, somebody let you pad the stats. Like, yeah. you should have got those rebounds. Like, you should have got those assists. Like, if yeah. you don't pad the stats, stop it. Yeah. So, somebody go down and box out Steven Adams so he can actually get the rebound. But Steven Adams, like, no, no, you can get it. It's a team effort. Everybody knows that. It's a team effort. So, we're going to, I'm going I'm to wrap your part up this for this. But so, I didn't already took Kobe out of it. I love Kobe, my boy. Rest in peace, Kobe. But I'll okay. take him out of the GOAT conversation just because at this point in the game, 
it's just it's not enough. The body of work just isn't good enough. It's just yeah. real. Like the body of work because he had a lot of he had a lot of help. The other two, I'll give him the legit two. And now, legit the two. Three, the other Check. three, he they were a joint effort, just like Jordan's technically and were Pippen. joint efforts. Yes. But because then, if you think about it, those two years that Jordan was out the league, the Bulls still made the playoffs. No, nah, I'm not saying so they, they, wasn't, they, it, they wasn't they, a crummy team. They ain't do nothing, but they still made the playoffs. And people are like, oh, well, the East, they slowed down a little bit. But then with the last three, they're like, well, they picked back up. It's like you can't pick and choose when you want to help Jordan out. No. Nah. And, and that's what people do. So my question is to you then, since we already recognize that and we've already thrown that out there, who do we say? All right, so we're, ta- we're going to talk in the future. Okay. So let's say, for example, LeBron ends his career with five rings. Okay. See, he wins two more. So he wins. Well, he wins one more. He don't win. He wins this year, but he don't win the last one. All right. I I still was give him the goat conversation because he was there. No, I'm saying. But do you actually give him the goat? Yes, because the thing about it is, towards 18 and 19 years in his career, if he do win one more. Year nineteen, he won the chip, and if 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 he's the league, if if he's the championship MVP, like the Finals MVP, that makes it even better because he's at that age where people are like, well, Jordan was forty, he couldn't do nothing. Well, LeBron thirty eight, he came in at eighteen, so technically it'd be like technically the same age, correct? So yeah. if if he's the final MVP at thirty eight years old, you have to give him the goat because his prime never ended. He has the longest prime in. Sports history. Okay. So this is another thing I'm about to throw out here because I forgot to bring this up. But we talked about how Kobe had help, how Jordan had help. So them years when LeBron actually won these chips, with the exception of the Cleveland, the Cleveland year, mm-hmm. how many of those has he not had help? Okay. So – Look at the first when the when Golden State went when they went, you know, Golden State against Cleveland that first year, right? LeBron didn't have no help because Kyrie and K Love was injured. And they still went to game six. And LeBron had a triple double. The first year when Miami, when Miami won, D Wade, I think in the um the championship, he was only averaging like 13 points a game. Yes, defense he was like on defense, he was murdering. But Chris Bosh, he was nowhere to be found in the in the, in the championships. These, right. yeah, he he. So LeBron had to take on a lot, especially that last one. When they beat OKC, that was a joint effort because OKC was a young team. It was easy. They they got swept. It was easy. Everybody was they was throwing up lobs. It was crazy. But when they played San Antonio, that was all LeBron. And then you had Kawhi, who nobody knows he's going to be one of the greatest defenders ever. But the big hands guarding LeBron, and he had to work every night, offense and defense. So I say that was earned. That Cleveland was earned, and I would say, I would say this one was the most challenging, only because of the whole COVID thing. You don't have the crowd. You know, most people like you play sports. When a crowd cheers, it it gets you more amped. You start getting jittery. You start feeling like you know pins and needles because now you amped. But without that crowd, it's like, how do you actually play? And so this one was like, was like, hey, you just got to go out and just play raw basketball like you at the court. And so I would say, 
Are we asterisk, are we putting the asterisk beside this year? For good reasons, though. Not for like, you know, oh, he had help. Because if you think about it, AD is AD. Don't get me wrong. But if a, if LeBron is off of this Lakers team, is the Lakers in the finals? No. But if AD's off this team, are is they the Lakers in the Yes, because they didn't have to play the Clippers. So it makes it even easier argument. They didn't have to play the Clippers. So, yes. I don't think they win without AD, bro. I think they do. Because if you think about it, LeBron would have had to do way more. But he's done it before. It's going to take a, it's, it's going to take a toll on his body. But say, how many times did AD almost get injured this, this, this championship? Every he did, game. He never came out of the game, though. True, but every game. Towards the third quarter, he was tweaking the ankle, so LeBron had to do more. He was doing this, so LeBron had to do more. So if you think about it, yes, he he averaged, what, 25, 25 a game this, this finals? Something to the extent of that, yeah. And LeBron averaged almost another triple-double. So LeBron still had to do a lot. It's not like he was like, okay, LeBron averaged, you know, 20, you know, and 10 and, like, five rebounds. LeBron still was out there rebounding because Anthony Davis, yes, he get rebounds, and most of his rebounds on the offensive side. It's not like he out there rebound on the defensive end because AD already down court. It's like he's like a 2K player. Once the ball goes up, they, AD is out. He's down court. Throw me the ball. That's why if you look at a lot of those plays that like LeBron had those turnovers, it was to AD down court. AD don't play. He's not trying to rebound the ball. So he had to do a lot more than people like, oh, well, you got Anthony Davis. He helped on offense but not really defense if it came down to it because when the rebound, LeBron still almost led the team in rebounds. So we giving LeBron three rings then, technically on his own. Three ring, three three rings on his own, and the fourth one was held. The first one when they played the Mavericks, they should have won. Um, when they played San Antonio, oh, they was gonna lose that because Popovich is one of the greatest coaches ever. He knew what they was gonna do. Um, and yeah, and those those two when he lost the Golden three when he lost the Golden State, uh, you had Kevin Durant. Uh, you can't do nothing with that. Um, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. You didn't have no shooters on your team. You had J.R. Smith and George Hill. Come on, you can't do nothing with that. Um, so I'm still gonna give it. I'm, I'm still gonna give it to LeBron. Like he's playing teams that can legit go play in a different era and get 60 wins. Like, yeah, it, it's I mean, crazy. I, I guess I can rock with you, man. I, I guess I can rock with you. We'll have you on here again, man, and talk to chop it up. And get more, we'll get more in depth, man. But I enjoy having you on, man. That's so awesome, we'll start, man. We'll start working on the next couple episodes and see what, what, what goes down. Do you have anything to say before you get off? Oh, no, it's, it's a pleasure pleasure being on here. You know, people go tune in because this is an awesome show. And believe it or not, you never know. It might just turn up and somebody might call them like, hey, we need you. And you know <laughs> hey, Steven I'm just Ray. saying, you, you, you never Ray. know. Hey, you never know. People All might right. see it and be like, hey, we love what you're doing. We want to see what we're working with. You feel me? No, I feel you, man. Pleasure. All right, man. Well, for everybody else that's tuning in around uh, around the world, around the country, if you deploy, because some of our friends are still deployed and they tune in. Uh, if you're deployed or whatever and you're watching, uh, Godspeed to you. Hope you're staying safe. Um, if you are at your house, in the living room, waiting on the next, I guess, NFL game to come on or whatever, then we appreciate it having you on. And uh, go check us out. We on Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts. We're there. If you look in the top, where are we at? Oh, where are we at? Oh, there we go. If you look in that corner right there, it'll tell you everywhere we can be found. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. 
So until next time, deuces. Peace.